Hi guys, welcome to the Lightroom. My name is Chisum and I'm super glad that you have returned. If you're a returning subscriber, I'm super glad that you are here. Finally, if you're a first time watcher or subscriber, I'm hoping you subscribe like right now <laughs> and become part of the Lightroom. I'm super, super glad to have you here. Last week, I talked about comparison and dangers of comparison. I talked about how comparison is not always a bad thing like we paint it to be. And I hope that video helped you if you have watched it. If you have not watched it, please watch it. It would really, really help you to give you um, a good perspective on what comparison should be. And just some of my personal examples and how um, this perspective has helped me on my journey so far. At the end of the video, I talked about how many times comparison degenerates to envy and jealousy. It's something I have dealt with as a person, and I don't think many of us talk about it. <laughs> I'm glad that I, ha I have um, gone through it, and I am totally fine. I am better. I'm very lighthearted as a person right now, and I'm so glad that I, I can share with you, not just theoretically, but also from my experience. So here goes. <laughs> All right. Oh, story time. <laughs> Where are we starting from? Let's start from secondary school. <laughs> my secondary school life was so eventful. So in secondary school, I... Uh, secondary school is so interesting. So in secondary school, I... Or high school for you, I had different phases of growth. I'm sure you had those as well. But for me, it was just so interesting. I questioned like the existence of life so many times. I questioned why I was doing certain things. I questioned why I was the way I was, different things like that. And a couple of weeks ago, I talked about um, how God helped me through anger issues. And... Um, my life has just been a journey, <laughs> a very dramatic journey. So back to secondary school, just in secondary school, I never got first position. And that was ironic for me because in primary school, I used to get first. Yes, I used to get prize in primary school from like primary two to primary six. So I was already used to the feeling of getting first every time. I hope it doesn't sound like a proud thing for you to say. It's my story. Just listen and get the point, okay? So I got to secondary school. And it felt like no matter how hard I tried, I was always second to someone else. Or sometimes third, fourth, fifth, sixth. You know, and it was a shocker for me at first because I'm like, ah, I used to get first in secondary school. I'd be in primary school. So why am I lagging behind right now? And then I tried and tried in just two, same thing, just three, same thing, um, SS1, same thing, um, SS2. I think SS1 really pained me because I think I got fourth position or third position. Was it third or fourth? But when um, we saw the list of, um, there was a time they did like a list of everyone's position across the entire set, not just by your class. And I saw that even though I was fourth position in my class, if I had been in a different class, I would have been first or second. And it made me feel so sad and honestly jealous of people in other classes because I'm like, 
if I was in that class, I would have done better. I mean, I would have gotten a prize. I know it may sound like a petty thing to say, but that's really how I felt in that period. So I started to feel like a second fiddle to every other person around me. I didn't feel good enough. What even made it worse was one time in SS1, we were having biology practicals and um, biology was not my best friend, but we had practical that um, day. I was not fully prepared now looking back at it. I was not fully prepared for that practical. So we entered and I saw, you know, some people had sat together, but in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to cheat in this exam. And I walked to the front and I sat like right in front of the teacher. So there was no way I could even do anything shady if I wanted to. So I just sat right there and I saw the questions and I'm like, what is going on? But in my head, I was like, ah, okay, no problem. Since I don't know everything here, I'll just answer the ones I know, freestyle the ones I don't know, and then I'll submit. And I submitted and I prayed. I was like, Lord, I was upright. I did not, (laughs) I did not cheat in this exam. So I'm expecting the best. I left that exam and I went back to my class. I went for lunch and things that just happened normally during that day. When the results came out, the practical was over 50 and they were sharing the script in class. You would see people's scores and everything. Someone got 48 over 50, 47 over 50. Most of the scores in class were ranging between 47, 46, you know, the good areas close to 50. And guess what Chisum got? Chisum got 18 over 50. I felt so heartbroken. I felt like a failure. I felt like God had disappointed me seeing that I did not cheat and then he did not do something magical or miraculous for me in that moment. I still got my L and I was so, I was so heartbroken. And I, be, I started to just wonder, should I have just, you know, compromised in that regard? Should I have just gone ahead with it? Because people that didn't care less scored better. So what was the point of me doing all I did? Looking back now, that's um, kind of an entitled thing to say, first of all. And it's um, weird because if I had prepared well enough, I would not have been in that situation. But guess I didn't prepare well enough. <laughs> And we do that sometimes. We don't prepare well enough for situations that we come across and we are quick to cast blames on God. It's a bad habit. You should quit it if you are in it. (laughs) Anyway, I just noticed that it began to breed a level of um, envy and jealousy and just self-pity in a regard. So when I entered university, I was hell-bent on making sure that I was the top of my class. It was like my life's goal in that period. So I would read. I don't even think I read that much, but I really used to listen in class. That was my main area. I would listen really well in class. And then during the exams, I would give it my best. Um, I learned my lesson from last year so it's not like I then started cheating no I just started preparing better because my heart and conscience just couldn't take it so I started preparing better for exams and I was acing my tests and exams and at the end of my 100 level I got a 5.0 basically 
the best first class results there is. And I was so happy. I was so pumped. I was excited. I remember the day I saw my result, I almost broke my phone because I was so happy. But shortly after, I started to feel empty and vague. And I was wondering, is my life now from one success to the other? Now that I've hit the first class, there is no better result than in 5.0. What next? What next am I craving for? Am I now jumping from pillar to post of success? It felt very empty and vague for me. And I remember going back to my secondary school to speak to a mentor of mine. He's elderly now. I was talking to him about how I felt. I told him this whole story. And he just listened so patiently. Then his um son was in the his son was in the office with, with us at that time and he was also listening in. His son had graduated from my university, so he was just listening to my conversation at the time. And that son right now is married to a friend of mine. Um his name is Laughter Adero. His wife's name is Miriam. Miriam Adero, and they are lovely, they're an amazing couple. So shout out to you guys. <laughs> so um Laughter at the time offered to walk me back to school. And then on the way to school, he just ref- recounted the things that I had shared to his dad at the moment when he was in the office with me. And he began to talk to me about purpose, especially purpose in Christ. And that conversation changed my life. I'm not even sure he knows. but it really changed my life. It was the beginning of my journey to seeing my life as bigger than me, seeing my life as hidden Christ and not just about my day-to-day success. It made so much meaning to me and I didn't find all my answers that day, but it opened the door for me to look for those answers. Slowly but surely, I started to unlearn validating myself and my worth by the success that I have achieved. Many times you would struggle with comparison, jealousy, and envy because you are placing the value of your life based on your achievements, based on how you look, based on what you earn, and things that would in one moment fade away, things that would not matter after you die. But there's something a wise person said. I don't know who the person is. That's why I said a wise person because person is really wise person said, if I have Jesus, I have everything. If I had nothing else, but I only had Jesus, I still have everything. And it's so true. When I began to realize tangibly that having Jesus for me is what more than gold, is what more than a five points, is what more than success and all the good things of life as good as they are, I found a satisfaction that is different. It became genuinely easier for me to be happy for people that had things that I did not have. Because no matter how good you are, if you step outside, if you get exposed well enough, you will see people that are better than you. No matter how well you speak, you encounter people that have sweeter accents, a better command of English, better presentation styles than you do. I'm talking about this because these are areas that I believe are my strength. And then I've seen people smash those strengths, like by their own strengths, you know. So wherever you turn, there would always be someone better than you. There will always be someone that has it more figured out. So if you don't anchor yourself in the Lord or and have a strong sense of satisfaction in him, you would still fall into the 
um, pit of envy and jealousy when you see other people doing better than you. If it's not a case where you become envious or jealous, it's now be a case where you start to diminish all that the Lord has done for you. You start to diminish all your achievements because you've seen someone doing better. And that's a sad life to start with. So how do you know that you're dealing with envy? How do you know that you are, you are at the verge of being jealous or you have a problem around this? Number one, you're not comfortable with the success of others. What do I mean? Let's say you open IG and you see that someone that went to school with you is getting married and they are not married. And then you start to feel somehow when you see people commenting, you see the person's picture and everybody's status and all of that, you start to feel one kind. You're not angry with the person, but you don't know how to explain how you're feeling, but you're feeling one kind. Yeah, that's, that's um, a red flag there. You should watch out for that. If you don't watch out for it, it will degenerate to jealousy. It will degenerate to envy and toxic comparison, which is not good for you. Number two, another way you can know that you are struggling with this is when you are not happy genuinely for the successes of others. Like you cannot just find yourself celebrating someone that is not you. It's, it's a bad thing. And I think our culture promotes it. Our culture promotes you to have your best life now at the expense of whoever is going against you. And it's wrong. It's not Christian. It's not a Christian value. It's not something you should hold fast to. You should genuinely learn to rejoice with them that rejoice. You should learn to celebrate those that are doing well. And when people are mourning, when people are sad or going through it, Learn to go through it with them. Don't be the kind of person that now wants to be better than your neighbor at all costs. You want to be better at good things and you want to be better at suffering. Someone is telling me that they are going through something, but no, you want to bring your own story that is worse than what they are going through just so you then become the victim. It's, it's, it's bad. It's a very bad thing. Sometimes it reveals insecurities that you may have. It may reveal that you just like to be the spotlight and you can't stand someone else being the spotlight at that being in the spotlight at that moment and it's unhealthy. If you cannot be genuinely happy for anyone or a set of people, it's a red flag. And then another thing you need to look out for is if your previous achievements mean nothing to you once you see someone that is doing better. So let's say you've worked hard, you've you've made um, a comfortable life for yourself and your family, or you've worked hard in school, you've finally gotten a job that can pay your bills and just meet your basic needs. But after all your labor, it seems useless to you because you've seen someone that has a thriving business or someone that is more successful at the workplace and then you just diminish all your good achievements you start to talk down on yourself that's toxic that's a red flag that may just show that envy and jealousy are right around the corner and it's not healthy to stay that way you can really live above envy you can live above jealousy you you don't have to be trapped in that honestly then the last way I would share that you can find out that you are envious or jealous or you're at the verge of being any of those is when you are happier to hear sad news about a person than you are to hear good news about that person. And the thing is that it, it doesn't show in your face. It may be in your heart. If our hearts were on display, the world would be a very scary place. The world is already a scary place. But if you could really see the intentions and thoughts that even the fleeting thoughts of people, you'd be really terrified at how 
bad this world is. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God that he purifies our hearts and our desires. But if you're happier to hear sad news about a person than you are to hear good news about them, it's a very, very big red flag about you. And it's something you need to pay attention to. So how can you deal with envy and jealousy? How can you live above this? Number one, <laughs> walk in the spirit. It seems so simple. And Galatians 5 is one of the most popular chapters in the Bible for a reason, because Paul then teaches to walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. If you read the entire chapter, you would see that he described the works of the flesh and they are direct contrasts to the works of the spirit. And funny how envy and jealousy sits pretty in verse 19, um, in verse 19, 20, 21, and they are works of the flesh. They are not from God. They are not fruits of your spirit and you shouldn't have them. So how do you counter them? You walk in the spirit. If you truly love someone, you would celebrate them. And Jesus teaches us to love people that are not even deserving of love. Jesus teaches us to love people that do not even love us. So if you genuinely show love, you'll find it harder to be jealous about jealous of someone you find it harder to envy people because love celebrates other people's wins love is not boastful love does not seek its own progress alone so if you learn to walk in love day by day you would find it easier to be happy for people and not die of envy and jealousy this would have to be a daily walk for you victory many times is a daily activity. You have to go through it day by day. You may have done well last week, but you have to keep pushing for the same things this week. But you're not alone. The Spirit of God is in you and is going to help you as a believer. Another thing you can do to thrive above or live above envy and jealousy is to genuinely compliment people. It goes such a long way. If you see someone that looks good, and maybe it looks better than you do, compliments that person. I found that it, it first started as a practice for me just to guard my heart and to help me genuinely appreciate people. If I find someone that looks really good, where I feel like she looks better than me or not, I would compliment her. And I started this in secondary school, towards the end of my stay in secondary school, and it, it has grown on me over the years. So now I easily compliment people. I don't even care if uh, the divide is so obvious. If I see something great about you, I will compliment you freely. It doesn't take anything for me anymore. Before it used to be so hard and a very conscious thing to do. But now I could even DM you if I've never spoken to you before and say, I saw your post. It is so wise. I love it. I saw your dress. You look so good. And I would mean it. I'm not even trying to butter you up. I'm not necessarily trying to make you my friend. I just want you to know that this is how I think. And let's move. And ironically, I've made a good number of friends this way. So genuinely compliment people. Genuinely appreciate people. Have a culture of celebrating people. Especially if you work in a team or you work with people. If someone has done better than you on a project or someone is more capable than you, Learn to reach out to them and say, oh, I think you do amazing at work. I don't know how you do it. I wish I could do it like you. But I, I just want you to know that I see you and I appreciate you. Don't try to, to butter up anybody or say what they are not or um, 
just be a people pleaser. No, just genuinely, genuinely appreciate people. It will take you a whole long way. And the last thing I'll share is pray about it. If you have followed the light room, you know that this isn't a casual statement. Pray about it. God hears you. God sees you. God understands your feelings and the things you struggle with. So pray about it. Pray about it, honestly. And the Lord can lead you on what to do practically about it. Apart from praying for yourself about how you feel towards this person, pray for that person. If you find yourself jealous about someone or maybe the person even wronged you and the person is succeeding, ironically, we always think that if someone has offended us, um, karma will happen to them or something, 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 and God punish them. But you don't realize that the same love God has for you, Miss Good Person or Mr. Good Person, is the same love God has for that person that you want him to punish. So, how you go do <laughs> Anyway, genuinely pray for them because it helps your heart. And then you may begin to see things about them that you really never saw before. When people offend you, when people make you feel insecure, try and pray about them. Let them go from your heart. It helps you. It helps you at the end of the day. Because if you're jealous of someone, the person may not even know. And you just be in a cage that you've created for yourself. I really hope that's not you. If this has been you so far, I really hope that these tips I've shared will be able to help you walk in victory tangibly i am rooting for you i really am and if you want to talk about this more with me in detail you can reach out to me by email to the lightroom 1.0 at gmail.com and you can reach me on instagram as well underscore chisum Ulusonya. i would really love to speak with you if you want to talk about this more in person if there's any topic you want me to address as well let me know in the comment section let me know what this video means to you, what you've learned or unlearned from this video, please share with me in the comment section. That's the end of my video for today. I will see you next week. Same time. Hopefully. Bye, guys.